0: the lost strong near and with new
1: stand with us. somebody beside you and say good morning. Let me read to you Psalm 96. Sing a brand new song. Earth and everyone in it sing. Sing to God. Worship God. Shout the news of his victory from sea to sea. Take the news of his glory to the lost news of his wonders to one and all for God is great and he's worth a thousand hallelujahs. Somebody say hallelujah. Come on say one more time hallelujah. His furious beauty puts the other gods to shame. Pagan gods are mere tatters and rags. God made the heavens. Royal splendor radiates from him. A powerful beauty sets him apart Bravo, God. Bravo. Everyone join in the great shout. That's in the message, actually. <laughs> I only discovered that this morning, uh, yesterday when I was preparing. Everyone join in the great shout. Encore in all before the beauty, in all before the might. Bring gifts and celebrate. Bow before the beauty of God. Then, to your knees, everyone, worship God. Get out the message. God rules. He put the world on a firm foundation. His his threats. He threats everyone. Sorry. He treats everyone fair and square. He doesn't threaten. He treats everyone fair and square. Let's hear it from Sky. With Earth joining in. And a huge round of applause from Sea. Come on everybody. Just clap your hands let wilderness turn cartwheels animals come and dance put every tree of the forest in the choir an extravaganza before God as he comes he comes to set everything right on earth he set everything right treat everyone fair I don't know about you but when I read that I I just got super excited on the inside and so I want you to get excited about what God is doing. And I want you to get excited about being in the house and being able to lift up your hands and lift up your voices and to clap your hands and to shout unto the Almighty, the King of Kings, because he is high and he's exalted and he's lifted up. We're going to be singing a few songs this morning. And I want you to, if you notice, it's a very, uh, what we call a stripped kind of a band this morning. But I want you to sing with everything you've got because New Life, you you know how to sing so let's just sing praises unto the almighty king of kings but let's pray father we give you all the honor we give you all the glory we give you all the praise god we are so 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 grateful to be in your house this morning father we're so grateful god that we have a voice and that we have hands and that we've got feet father and that we can lift up our hearts to you father And so, God, as we sing this morning, I pray, God, that you will begin even now, Father, to to remove the barriers, Father. Whatever it is, God, that will potentially stop our praises from coming up to you, Father God, we cast it aside right now. And, Father, we invite your presence, Father. We invite your presence, Father. I pray that you will be close to the brokenhearted. I pray, Father, God, that your, that your strength will begin to flow through our veins, Father, and that we will be able, God, to see you, Father, that we will see you, God, and everything will point to you, to your honor, and to your glory. We give you praise this morning, and all God's people say, amen. Amen. All creatures.
2: No creatures of a cosmic kind of Lift up your voice and with the sea Oh
0: His hand is free
3: team that was a wonderful time of worship you know as you were driving to church today well i as i was driving i was looking around at the gray sky you can't see anything very much because the clouds are low it's raining it seemed kind of a depressing atmosphere and then you come in here and everything changes and that is just that's what knowing the lord and being able to worship together can is for us. It's just a complete new life in in Jesus. Well, welcome to New Life Church. My name is Janet and I'm your host this morning. The first thing I want to do is to invite the children down to the front with their leaders. That's if you're age three to five or in grades one to five. And come and sit on these steps so that we can pray before you go downstairs. let's pray for these children hold out a hand of blessing over them we'll pray for them Lord we thank you for these boys and girls who've come here today we thank you that they've been able to join us in singing your praises and now they're going to their own part of the service and we pray Lord that your love and your message will become very clear to each one of them that their hearts will be open to you and that they will learn more of you and the love that you already have for each one of them. Lord, we pray for their leaders as they work with them downstairs that they too may experience your joy in sharing with these children. We ask this in your name. Amen. So, you know which way to go. Little ones that way, bigger ones that way. And that referred to the children, not the adults. <laughs> well, welcome. We're really happy that you're with us today. And if you are a guest, we would ask you to fill out a Connect card, which is available in the seat in front of you and you can bring it to the info booth and you will receive a gift the info booth is just through the middle doors at the back of the auditorium and if you're online this morning we hope that you really enjoyed the time of worship but we encourage you also to comment and interact with others online so we have a worship night tomorrow it's at um, yeah, tomorrow at seven o'clock and it'll be an evening of praise to God and fellowship with him and with one another. Make this part of your week to raise the enthusiasm for exalting our great God, and maybe it'll be a continuation of the type of worship we had this morning just had, where we could all really join in and lift our voices and sing in praise, and also to learn that Marvin Bravo's name is in the Bible. <laughs> Maybe you want to go home and see if you can find your name. I think I'm giving up on Hitchcock. (laughs) (laughs) So today we're taking an offering for the Missions Fund. Now the Mission Fund supports not just our missionaries, but also our mission partners. And we have quite a few of them. We have Missionaries um, Eve in Ethiopia, we have... Uh, the Barnhorns, who are Bible translators for Nigeria, but right now they're in Ontario. We have uh, Fernando in Colombia, and we also support his ministry, which is uh, Brand New Life Ministries, as we do Hope for Cora in Ethiopia. And our last missionary is Fred Victory. He's not really the last. He's just the last I'm thinking of, and he's out in the Middle East Evangelizing through friendships, and he just has this incredible way of uh, being able to go up and talk to strangers. He he would be able to give us a real um, example of that. I'm sure if you know he were here for the fellowship time, he'd probably manage during the three minutes to talk to just about everybody. But um, and then our mission partners include Joshua House and Esperanza. Uh, And Youth Unlimited so that's who we're supporting and another way of doing the support of course is through prayer praying for these missionaries and also uh, through buying our coffee which will be on sale today after the service you can give your um, offering electronically in the ways listed on the screen or bring it to one of the offering boxes up at the front during the fellowship time. So let's pray for the offering. Lord, we thank you that we can bring our offerings to you. And we know that our offerings are not just of money. They're of praise, they're of worship, they're of service. But at this time, we commit ourselves to giving financially to you. And we ask, Lord, that you will accept the gifts and that they will be used to strengthen our missionaries throughout the world. We think of, of the ones I have already listed, and we pray for them. We pray for those who maybe are lonely or are struggling, for difficulties in their countries, for those at home, too, who have challenges in their ministries. Lord, just encourage them as you've encouraged us this morning, we pray. We ask all this in your name. Amen. Now we have our fellowship time. And that's three minutes uh, to get around, talk to people. If you want to grab a cup of coffee, you can. Um, but try to find somebody maybe you haven't talked to before and just encourage them, share, uh, share the love of God with them. Yeah, thank you. And bring up your offering if you want to. That's it for me.
4: All right, if you would take a seat, please. Wonderful. So good uh, for you to be here together. This is wonderful. It's not only good to be in the presence of our God, but it's good to be together in the presence of our God. And uh, I hope we can uh, continue to, to worship God and encourage each other. Uh, let me just offer a prayer uh, before we begin. God, our hearts are enthused this morning to worship you, to, to recognize the amazing love that you have for us, your faithfulness in walking alongside of us. God, you know every, every piece of our lives you know the things that uh, draw us close to you. You know the things that uh, separate us from you. You know our own sin. You know uh, the very breath that we take. And so we look to you. Father, we, we look to your word. Thank you for revealing yourself to us. Give us a hunger and a thirst to know you more. To be able to live for you more. To be able to walk with you as we sang closer to you, Father. And so open our hearts and our minds. Give us attentive hearts to hear you speak to us. To know what it means to live in this world serving Jesus and serving your kingdom. Instruct us, Father, and bless us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, uh, this morning we have Eve and Dave Pohl with us. They are members of our church. Many of you know them, of course. And uh, Eve is the founding director for uh, Hope for Cora, executive director. And uh, Hope for Cora is an international NGO uh, located in Addis Ababa, uh, Ethiopia serving uh, people in a slum of the inner city there. Alongside of that, in this Lent, and I'll invite them up uh, just in a moment, uh, but alongside of that, in this season of Lent, we're looking at spiritual disciplines, practices that embody our faith. We want our faith not to just be something you believe, something that is in your head that you go, oh, I agree with that, but it's, it's our faith is something we live, in a way that makes God real in our life, not just, as uh, the title of our series suggests, not just a good idea. God's not just a good idea. He invades our life, integrates into our life in such a way that the way we live and what we live for reveals God to the world and the light of his salvation. And so... uh, Today, we're going to be talking about the practice of serving, which might sound obvious enough, but I want us to think about it not only in terms of uh, some kind of instruction or teaching or some clever sayings. I'll I'll have that um, momentarily. But I want us to witness what serving looks like, what it looks like in action, to see how it changes the way we live, to see how, how it changes what we live for. And so I'm going to invite Dave and Eve up at this time. And um, as they come up, I want you to reflect on what they present in the context of this verse from Galatians chapter 5. Here you go. This is the word of the Lord. Galatians 5 verse 13. You, my brothers and sisters... We're called to be free. But don't use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. Dave and Eve.
0: <clears throat>
5: well, thank you, uh, Nathan. And thank you, New Life Church. Good morning. I think most of you know this, but for those of that don't, we wouldn't be up here if not for this church, because you birthed Hope for Cora. And for that we're always, we're forever thankful. I would like to start by sharing with you what we experienced on this last trip that we were on. We felt the worries of the people living in Cora more than ever before. There's a growing gloom there because of the ongoing inflation and conflict and political instability but wherever our Hope for Core Ethiopia staff are in the compounds, whether it's the bird of breakfast or the youth compound, the daycare, the elders' home, or the family empowerment compound, these are places of hope where you experience love and joy, and you can hear laughter and kind words. I like to imagine our compounds are islands of hope. So in the poorest part of the capital, with all the unrest and fears all around, we are somehow able to experience hope and peace. Sosna, our country director, describes the compounds in this way. They are precious places of God's presence. Now we have a video to show uh, that many of you actually helped to create. It's about shoes. Shoes are a big deal especially when you're walking the streets and alleyways of Cora. Through donations from sponsors and supporters uh, from the Christmas catalog and the New Life mission team, we were able to uh, gift shoes to 300 children and 60 mothers. So the children and mothers were told, go and pick your shoes and we will reimburse you a certain amount. And they did. And when every child and mother showed up and they showed us their shoes that they had handpicked for themselves, they were beaming. We have never heard so many thank yous for shoes before. And you can be sure that they will be proudly wearing these shoes in the days ahead. I hope you enjoy this video. So these
0: shoes are gifts from their sponsors.
6: Perfect. They match your outfit, your
3: scarf. You know that, those are
6: pretty fancy. I love them. Okay. Well, thank you, everyone. That was indeed a very special part of our trip. And as Dave mentioned, Hope for Cora has become like an island or a waste of of hope in the midst of so much unsettledness and fear in the country. Many displaced people from the countryside are relocating to Kora due to civil unrest and the conflict. And that's driving up rental costs and just availability of homes in Kora. And the cost of food and the lack thereof is also a big issue. Many families are forced to choose between paying for shelter or buying food. I heard this first time many times on this trip as a big part of what I did was visit many of our new families who have just entered our program. These were probably some of the hardest moments of my trip but also uh, some of the most meaningful. What these families have experienced through such extreme poverty, as well as the women especially at the hands of others, families, employers, strangers and husbands, it's just heartbreaking. I would walk away from each visit so grateful that God had left that family, that mom, to hope for Cora. I'm so hopeful for their future and that they will have the opportunity to heal and to come to know their value and how very precious they are, how deeply God loves them. I would like to share another video. It's a collage of such of a few of these home visits. These are just a few moments, just very brief, of the many hours that were spent in the homes of our new women, some still waiting for sponsors. As you may recall in January, when I stood here just before uh, I went on the trip with Dave, um, I spoke about Ficker, and you're going to meet her. By the age of nine, she was both orphaned and placed in an arranged marriage. She later fled, remarried, but due to political conflict recently, 18 months ago, her husband was kidnapped, which led her in desperation to Cora, nowhere to support. She thought she'd be on the street. But she's now caring for three children and her orphan niece alone. You'll also meet Gannett again. After gathering the courage to leave an abusive husband, Gannett was desperate to feed her children. They are very underweight, and several suffer from serious illness. Lastly, you will also meet Abba Betch, whose husband stole all of her inheritance, then abandoned her and their two young daughters, leaving them with nothing. She, too, was unable to feed her children, often relying on leftovers and the kindness of neighbors. There's so much for these women to work through and to heal from as we come alongside and empower them for their future. Here, let's just meet all three.
2: the time my baby is uh, sick with pneumonia mm-hmm. and the doctor says it's because of the trash dump yeah. so yeah. now I am trying to find another place Good. trying to yeah. search other areas have never tried to find another place before because of my financial case uh, but now
1: uh, I just started to find and then after the after I started to get the support
2: I was so stressed and I prayed to God why didn't you give me something
0: Mm.
2: and uh, I even think sometimes to to go somewhere like where should I go Um, but I think when I think my kids I decided to stay with them Uh, my kids see the other
0: people
2: the neighbors, mm-hmm. when they eat, oh, why they don't have anything to eat. And when they see the other people eating, mm-hmm. uh, I used to cry about that. Why don't you God give us something to feed my children?
0: Mm-hmm. Why
1: are
3: they so sad? I, I cried a lot. Mm-hmm.
6: Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. I know that must be, can't even imagine how hard that would be as a mom with your children and so glad god heard your prayers and they didn't go unanswered God. <laughs>
2: Let's bring Jack and Alice back. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Go. I got it. I got it. I got
6: it. I got them. Okay, Jack and Alice,
2: you are saved. Oh, better. Come here. Jack and Alex. Jack.
0: Alex. Alex. Very good,
6: she's practicing your (laughs) name. Yeah, she's saying that I'm very happy that to get this letter and I'm very happy to see them, their pictures. That uh,
1: when I get HFK, I feel like I uh, see God or uh, in my
2: house, yeah, that He came to my home.
6: That was the joy part when so many times they would share, such as Abba Betch, that they felt God had saw them. God came to their house. God was visiting them. That God led them to Hope for Korah. Um, Quite a few women were feeling very suicidal before um, Hope for Korah. Um, There's a lot of people in Korah feeling that way right now. And... uh, so to hear and to see God just intervening in their lives in such a real way, and I hope Cora gets to be a part of that, was uh, truly brought some joy and hope in the midst of great pain. And over the years, I've, I've seen this many times, and um, of course, this trip was no exception how God leads these families and shows himself through the love and compassion of our staff, our programs sponsors and supporters it is truly beautiful to witness as dave quoted earlier it is a precious place of god's presence knowing christ personally is our deepest desire for our families we know that real change healing and hope can only come from him and since hope for cora began this has been our prayer and i believe this is god's work And we never want to go ahead of him um, in what we're doing. We're always prayerfully wanting to follow his lead and let him take us one step, one foot in front of the other in Korah. And although we've entered into the lives and we've counseled, encouraged, cried with, and prayed with these families so often, uh, we still have been wanting more. Uh, We want to foster a deep, spiritual relationship with God and for these women. And I sensed before this trip that God was going to do something and something that we've been praying for, that we would He would provide and we've been trying for so long for this, but it's been very hard. Just wanting an impactful and meaningful way to reach those people who in our programs um, that are steeped in religious tradition. Ethiopia has a very strong Christian Orthodox church and Muslim population. And so one has to be careful and respectful about sharing one's faith. And I've prayed with you know, every one of our women in our programs. And on this trip, it was just so amazing because unexpectedly, but yet kind of filling that nudge that God was going to do something, um, we met. An Ethiopian lady named Ruth. And right away I was drawn to Ruth. Her love and passion for God just exuded from her. Ruth is a nurse. Uh, she's uh, now uh, put that aside in order to volunteer and share the gospel. She's been a Bible study fellowship leader for years and is trained in the art of storytelling. Now, I have never met someone with her background, and we've been looking (laughs) for a long time for just that right person that we feel like God is going to really use. And um, when I heard her heart for impoverished people and how she goes into the countryside, and I heard her sharing with some other women in a different ministry that uh, is in Korah, I just, I, I actually had tears well up in, because I could have had a, fight, a hard time fighting them because I just felt like this is her. This is the lady that we've been praying for. And uh, through several amazing conversations and circumstances, Ruth will now be volunteering weekly. And for me, that was just like the highlight of my, the trip, that she will be sharing stories from the Bible in a narrative way. She's going to be teaching the women more about God and inviting them into a personal relationship in a way that is at their level and is not preaching or condescending, uh, but just, just a great way she just is able to draw them in. So to kick this off, we invited Ruth to speak at a special luncheon that we had already planned with our basket weavers the Saturday before we left. And it was so wonderful to watch her engage the women in story and offer a space for them to share and grow together. And so I'd like to end our time this morning by showing you this one last video of this beautiful afternoon. And I just ask that you would please pray for Ruth and our women in the weeks and months ahead, because this is something that um, just we've been praying for so long for this kind of a person to come along to be able to do this. And she wants to train our other workers. Um, are some of our leaders in the in the storytelling art, because she's gone to an actual special training and all of that for this, and I just think, as I saw the women engage, like this is just like this is what we've been looking for. So I just, uh, yeah, ask you to please pray for that, so that many will come to know and love God in an even deeper way. So thank you. Mm-hmm.
4: That you know, it's it's incredible. So, uh, and uh, well, we all knew Dave and Eve uh, had gone to Ethiopia and wanted to give them an opportunity to uh, just talk about uh, their trip. So, I thought, oh, I could integrate this simply with um, this uh, service, not actually even planning it with them just saying, hey, you've you've got the whole service to do whatever you need to do and I think it I don't know about you um, but it reveals something of what serving is all about it's about our freedom in Christ it's about it's about our freedom in Christ because As I was preparing for this message uh, so much of it integrates with this but I was working with this passage in Galatians the verse that I just uh, read for you thinking, yeah, serving is about freedom but then I read Galatians 5 verse 1 this is what Galatians 5 verse 1 says it is for freedom that Christ has set us free Think about that. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Which is saying nothing on one level. For freedom Christ set us free is like, well, that depends on what you mean by freedom. And it's so easy for us To move into the sense of freedom that we have so uh, come to know in our Western culture. That freedom simply means we get to do whatever we desire. And that's so easy for us because, well, we have a lot of resources. We have a lot of time, even though you think you're super busy. But we have a lot of time on our hands We have a lot of resources. We have a lot of opportunities. And so we come to interpret this in terms of, yeah, my freedom in Christ means I get to do whatever I want. Which, when translated into the discipline of serving, simply becomes, I will serve from all of my extra stuff, my extra resources, my extra time, and so on, because I get to do what I want. That becomes our serving. But here's the thing. Paul says in Galatians 5, that verse that I read earlier, you, my brothers and sisters, this is uh, verses 13, 14, and 15, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but don't use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. And if you bite and devour each other, watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. When serving simply becomes, I will do it when I have extra time, or I'll do it when I have extra resources, or I'll do it when I have extra extra energy, then what Paul is saying is, that kind of freedom results in chaos. We end up biting and devouring each other. What a horrible image. Instead, when we talk about serving as a spiritual discipline, as, as a practice of faith that's going to embody our faith, the real God that we believe in, when we talk about the practice of serving, it shapes our definition, our sense, our experience of what freedom is, of what, what Paul is saying when he says that We have been uh, freed in Christ. What is that freedom? Well, use your freedom to serve one another humbly in love. This is a freedom that's rooted in Christ. He sets us free. But it's a freedom not of self-interest not of simply saying, ah, oh, now I get to be free to do whatever I want. Serve your own interests, and you're constantly fighting against other people's interests. Serve one another in humbly in love, and you are free. Free in Christ. But that freedom actually enslaves you Enslaves you to one another. But it also enslaves you to Christ. So instead of, when we think of this discipline of serving, when you think about that, when you challenge yourself about the discipline of servant serving, the, the habit of service in your life, challenge yourself thinking about that. Instead of placing yourself at the center of that, Place serving in the center of your life. And then you are freed in Christ. Resulting in a new self. Yes? A new kind of self that binds you to Christ. It's exactly what Jesus was talking about. It's exactly the kind of thing that we saw on these videos it's exactly the kind of thing that Eve and Dave have presented to us this morning. What Jesus talks about in Matthew chapter 25 with the parable of the sheep and the goats, familiar to many of you. When Jesus said, describes, he describes two different types of people in the kingdom of God. And when he gathers... The righteous people. Then the king will say to those on his right. Matthew 25, 34. Then the king will say to those on his right. Come, you who are blessed by my father. Take your inheritance. The kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. And I love this part. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, we didn't even know about that. When did we see you hungry and feed you? When did we see you thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? They were oblivious to it. Why? Because they did not put their self at the center of their lives. They put serving at the center of their lives. And it made them free. And then the king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. In other words, the discipline of serving is about your freedom. But you have been set free by Christ. And you have been set free to be the hands and feet Of Christ. You have been set free. To be as. As Eve testified. These people saying. We've seen God. You've been set free. To be Jesus. To present God. Into the lives of other people. That's the discipline. Of serving. That will give us true freedom. That we all long for even though it enslaves us to one another. Let's pray together. God, I praise you that even by video, we've seen you. We've seen your presence. In, in some places that, that are for us, even hard to look at. Thank you, God, that in these places of poverty and turmoil, that you are present there. Thank you for the opportunities that you give us to serve, to serve selflessly, To offer up our lives just as you, Lord Jesus, have given up your life for our freedom, for our salvation. Help us to care for one another. Help us to to serve one another in love. And God, may we find our joy and our peace in serving. Teach us as we live our daily lives, what that means. Challenge us, God, so that others may see Jesus in the way we live our lives and in what we live for. For Jesus' sake, amen.
1: passage in uh, 1 Corinthians 13, it says, if I speak in the tongues of men and angels and I don't have love, I'm only a resounding gong and a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, if I have faith and can move mountains, but I do not have love, then I have nothing and uh when i see watch those videos and i and i see the work that dave and eve that you're doing out there in ethiopia i am just so incredibly moved by it and i and i see just the love of god just pouring through you and through the people that's serving in that community and that's such a powerful thing so we're going to sing this morning about the love of god in fact i think uh I love the song, and I, I think it's probably like verse 3 is perhaps one of the greatest uh, song that has ever been penned. It's kind of how I say it. Um, it. I'll read it for you. It just says, Could we with ink the ocean fill, and were the skies of parchment made? where every stalk and earth a quill, and every man a scribe by trade? To write the love of God above would drain the oceans dry. Nor could the scroll contain the whole, though stretched from sky to sky. And that's what we're called to do. We're called to, to be the hand and feet of God extended and to love as he has loved us. And so let's just stand. Let's stand and sing this out. In
7: love of God. goes beyond the highest star and reaches to the lowest hell. the guilty pain
4: Ethiopia to serve one another. God's going to reveal to you this week all of the opportunities right in front of you to be able to serve one another in love. There are some of you here today who need that encouraging hand. You need that uplifting word from someone else. And so the rest of you Look out for those opportunities. Bless one another. Build one another up in the love of God. Because it's not just that you have to serve. It's that you get to serve. Administering God's amazing love into the lives of the people around you. So go with the strength of God. And in his love to serve him. May the Lord be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face of love towards you. May he give you his peace. Amen.
1: We've got one more song. How about you sing it with us? God sent his son.